Hey, what's up, Packers Nation? This is Andrew Ware coming at you with another episode of Packers Fans Only. Three weeks in a row. What, what? Seriously, thanks for checking it out, giving it a listen. Really appreciate it. Before I get to the Packers, I want to quickly talk about the work I'm doing with the Dear Jack Foundation. Every year, the Dear Jack Foundation does a 250K challenge, of which I am a part of through the months of August to November 11th. They raise teams come together and fundraise $250,000 for the Dear Jack Foundation. The Dear Jack Foundation is an organization that's dedicated to helping young adults and their families and their partners who are battling cancer. They do all kinds of amazing work, which I've talked about on previous pods. I'm not going to get into that. Please go look at their website, dearjackfoundation.org, for more information about them. Every dollar counts. Every little bit helps. And... The 250K funds the work they do throughout the entire year. Andrew McMahon, who is the lead singer of Andrew McMahon in the Wilderness and former lead singer of Jack's Mannequin and Something Corporate, was diagnosed with cancer at the age of 22. He is a cancer survivor, and while he was going through his treatment, he realized that the most overlooked group of people with cancer are adolescents and young adults. So he decided to do something about it. And in 2006, he founded the Dear Jack Foundation, which helps adolescents and young adults ages 13 to 39. So it's amazing work that the, that the foundation is doing. I've said that multiple times. But it really is. It's really crucial and vital work helping a group of people with cancer that are often overlooked, unfortunately. So who better to head up a foundation to do that work than somebody who was a young adult with cancer themselves. And and so if you want more information about my team, which is Drinks for Dear Jack, please go to our Instagram page, which the handle is at, it's all lowercase, at drinks underscore for underscore Dear Jack, all one word, on Instagram, Drinks for Dear Jack on Instagram. You can also go to our website, drinksfordearjack.com. And on both places, you'll find more information about my team and my teammates and the work that we're doing. And if you feel so inclined to donate, please go to my Twitter for this podcast, which is at capital P-F-O, lowercase N-L-Y. That's at capital P-F-O, lowercase N-L-Y, Packers fans only on Twitter. Click the link in my bio and go donate. Any dollar amount helps anything, a dollar, five dollars, ten dollars, whatever helps what's going on and right now there's a match going on so if you give a dollar it'll be two dollars if you give ten dollars it'll be twenty dollars and so on and so forth so if you could it'd be more than appreciated if you could go please and donate to my fundraiser like i said it runs through november 11th so we're coming up on the tail end of it here thank you so much all right now turning to the green bay packers coming at you on the cusp of a win how cool is that that we got a win yes it was against a backup quarterback i get that but a win is a win no matter how you spin it 20 to 3 is not bad the packers finally put it together their offense finally put it together in the first half getting first down in the first half i didn't know we could do that scoring in the first half again i didn't know getting a touch sorry getting a touchdown in the first half sorry i didn't know we could do that i kid but seriously Packers really, their offense did not look stale or flat. It came out firing, put together a couple nice drives, and got a touchdown off of one of them. 
so that that was wonderful to see. Jordan Love looked really, really good. Again, he obviously that pass to Christian Watson in the end zone. You want to get that one back. That goes without saying. Obviously, you should lead Watson, throw it to the corner of the end zone, let Watson go out and get the ball. Fortunately, under throws it. But other than that, and and he had sorry, he had a, a couple sacks. That especially the one at the end of the second half, you just you can't take a sack there. Got to live to fight another down. Got to get rid of that ball. Can't hold on to it. Can't take a sack there. That sack probably would have happened if Dontavian Wicks catches that ball on the previous play. So I don't know. Don't put that all in Jordan Love, but obviously holding the ball is not a good thing. But other than that, Love looked pretty good out there. I was really impressed with what I saw. You saw the ceiling of Jordan Love on Sunday. You saw who he can be as a quarterback, avoiding another sack on Sunday. Just you you saw his his mobility, you saw some of the stuff that you really, really wanted to see out of him. And again, I understand playing a backup quarterback, the backup quarterback isn't out there in defense. Aaron Donald is out there in defense. And for the most part, the Packers did a pretty good job, and Jordan Love did a pretty good job playing against Aaron Donald. I was really impressed by what I saw. And I got to talk about that touchdown to Musgrave. What a beautiful play. The Packers stole that from the San Francisco 49ers who ran it with Kittle a few years ago. But what a great play at that moment of the game to get that touchdown. And believe it or not, you see Jordan Love, the first two options that he has, you think they're just pump fakes. But apparently, according to LaFleur, he can pull the trigger on those two, those first two options. The play is designed to go to Musgrave, but he can pull the trigger there. I love that he didn't. I love that uh, the way Musgrave comes off the block to catch the ball and get in the end zone. Great decision by Jordan Love not to pull the trigger there and to throw it to Musgrave. You love to see it. What a great play. That was just, That was sweet. That's what you want to see out of out of Musgrave, too. He did trip a little, but he did make it in the end zone. So, you know, good for that. Musgrave, I think the comparison I've heard this week has been to a baby. He likes to jump like a baby deer. And maybe so, because he seems to like to leave his feet. And even on that one, he didn't quite make it in the end zone without tripping. But what a great play. What a beautiful play by Musgrave. So, love to see that. Turning to the offensive line, Sean Ryan got in there for a series and played quite well. Now, obviously, there was no, I think it was all runs on those series. It was not a pass play on that series that he had a pass block for. So perhaps he's not a great pass blocker. But you have to scratch your head as to why is Myers not seeing the field over Runyon at this point. Myers looks, or sorry, not Myers, sorry, uh, Sean Ryan not seeing the field over overrunning at this point. Sean Ryan looked good. He looked ready to go. Obviously, a small sample size. It was just seven plays, but I like what I saw out of him. I thought he he looked really well, and Runyon's not playing that great, and it, I think it's time to see... I'm, I'm getting Runyon and Newman confused. I, I'm not sure, but I'm, I'm sorry, but Whoever is not playing that great, and I think it's time to see what Sean Ryan has. Unfortunately, it looks like so often happens with the Packers 
it looks like that injury is the only way that these guys are ever going to see the field. These the Sean Ryan's of the world. So, even though I liked what I saw, I don't know if we're going to see much more of him out there. So we'll see going forward what it looks like. Great play out of Aaron Jones. Talk about cutting Aaron Jones loose. A thing I think all of us kind of scoffed at. We've heard Matt LaFleur talk about that before. Matt LaFleur certainly cut Aaron Jones loose this game. Tons of touches for him. Was active in the pass game. You'll love to see it. And what we saw was with Aaron Jones active, A.J. Dillon played much better. And they looked like the one-two punch that we thought that we would have with A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones in that backfield. A.J. Dillon ran really well, set up by Aaron Jones' great play. You love to see it. want to see more of that going forward this season. So just we can only pray to the football gods and hope that Matt LaFleur continues to call that style of offense with Aaron Jones in there because when the run game got going, the pass game got going, the offense got going, and we scored points and we won the game. So that's got to be the MO going forward. Hopefully we stick to that. Before I turn over to the defense, got to talk about the fumbles. That fumble to Wicks is about the flukiest fumble I've seen in a long time. He's reaching out, going for the first down, and he doesn't get touched, so the ground causes a fumble, ball comes out, and the Rams didn't even really look ready for that fumble, but they were smart enough to realize that that was a live ball and jump on it and pick it up. So tip of the hat to the Rams for that one. Fluky fumble. And you got to love Aaron Jones on the sideline consoling Wicks, telling him to keep his head up, be ready to keep playing. Don't let that get him down. Unfortunately, not the type of veteran leadership that we need to show him that any player can fumble on any given play. The very next series, Aaron Jones coughs up the football. But shout out to our defense for holding them to zero points off of two turnovers. That was great to see. What a phenomenally good defensive stand. And then obviously their field goal kicker missed, but we were able to keep them from getting close enough to... Going for it on fourth down, they had to kick the field goal. It was not an easy field goal in the rain, and the Rams kicker missed. So, shout out to our defense. And turning over to the defensive side of the ball, defense played pretty well. It was great to see us play press coverage. I haven't seen us play that much press and since Joe Barry's been in town. So, you got to love to see that. Unfortunately, it was against a backup quarterback, so... You wonder, did he just play press given the situation that he was in and knowing that the backup quarterback is probably not going to beat you with his arm? You don't know, but you love to see the press coverage. Again, our, our, our run defense looked really good again. Again, the, the Rams don't have the best run game, but it was nice. For two weeks in a row, we saw our run defense look pretty damn good. And that's that's great to see. So... Shout out to that. Shout out to the defense. Hopefully we've seen more press coverage. We've seen more aggression out of this defense. And shout out to Karen Valentine, a guy that I I don't think I was the only one who kind of was like, oh, Carrington Valentine, what's going to happen now? He came ready to play. He was aggressive. He arrived in a bad mood with a bad attitude. You love to see what you saw out of him on Sunday. And you love to see him. He got in, in the faces. Maybe I was hoping, you know, kind of jokingly that a flag didn't get thrown on us for taunting but wagging his finger at the receivers just getting hype out there you love to see that so 
How about that? And also, Anthony Johnson Jr. had a good game. Looked looked the part out there. And then Isaiah McDuffie filling in for Quay Walker. Hell yeah, Isaiah McDuffie. That's what you want to see. The next man, man up mentality was alive and well in Isaiah McDuffie. And he went out there and he played a hell of a game. And he was all over the field. And you just love to see that. So shout out to those players. What a what a great uh, performance from uh, particularly McDuffie and carrying Valentine on Sunday. That was just great to see. So you love to see it. You love to see us put one in the win column. Does it continue? I don't know. We'll wait and see. The Steelers are a lot like the Packers this year. Canada versus Barry. Might be the most boring two defenses we'll see all year faced up against each other. I somewhat kid, but I'm somewhat serious. Steelers want Canada out. Packers fans want Barry out. It's going to be really interesting to see what they bring to the table. Nigel Harris is a guy who can hurt you in the run game. Obviously, TJ Watt is a guy who can hurt you in, in the pass rush game. And the Steelers have a lot of options besides Watt. So if you focus attention on Watt, there's there's a couple other players on the Steelers team that can bust through and make big plays for that defense. This is going to be a tough matchup. And it's been since 1970. 1970, Bart Starr, Ray Nitschke, Forrest Gregg, still on the Packers at this point. Since 1970, since the Packers have went into Pittsburgh and won. We've been close. Brett Hundley got us close. It's probably Brett Hundley's best game that season was in Pittsburgh. Remember that game particularly because uh, my wife, who was my girlfriend at the time, met me after I had to work that night. I think it was like a, a Monday night or a Thursday night game. And I actually had to, had to work, or perhaps Sunday night. I can't remember. I had to work. She met me after work. I worked right across the street from B-Dubs. We went, as soon as I got off work, over to B-Dubs to watch the game. She didn't care. She doesn't still doesn't care about the Packers. But, you know, that just shows, shout out to my now wife, Michelle, for meeting me and going and being willing to watch the, the Packers game with me because she knew how important it was to me. So, shout out to Michelle. Well, that's about all I got. Thank you so much for listening. Please go rate and review this podcast on Apple Podcast. Please go rate this podcast on Spotify. Please go follow this podcast on both platforms. And please go follow me on Twitter. My handle is at capital P-F-O, lowercase N-L-Y. That's at capital P-F-O, lowercase N-L-Y. Packers fans only on Twitter. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great week. Go Pack Go. Let's go beat the Steelers. I'll talk to you all next week. Carry that G. Thanks a lot.